Welcome to the Youth Hockey Hub High School Hockey Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the Red and Black League. To learn more about the league, go to redandblackleagues.com. Now to the show, featuring YHH publisher Tony Scott, the forum guru, Carl East, and the reigning most viewed high school games champion, Danny Ryan. Here's Danny. Well, welcome back. I am Danny Ryan, joined with you in studio, Tony Scott. How are you doing, Danny? Um, good. It's not negative 30 out. No, it's beautiful, actually. It's plus 30. And, Carl, it's probably still negative 30 up there in Duluth. Uh, no, it's not. Come on. Have some respect for our weather. We, we we have a little fog up there, but I bet Carl can't see his hand uh, in front of his face. I'm just lost in the clouds, as always, Danny. <laughs> I know what that feeling's like. Hmm. Okay, well, um, that went nowhere. <laughs> that was you lost. They were, we were imitating you in the clouds. <laughs> Anyways, okay, let's let's get to it. We have a big show um, today. Um, we'll have Mike Borlicky on from Edina. And we'll also go through our top ten for Mr. Hockey and our top two for the Frank Brisnick. Uh, Brimsack. Brimsack. Award, um, and so um, we'll go through those later on in the middle segment as well. All right, it's going to be a great show. Tony, news and nuggets. Some news and nuggets. Uh, we have two kind of uh, deaths. Uh, Dick Ames passed away, uh, guys of influence in Minnesota. Dick Ames, uh, the namesake for Ames Arena in Lakeville. He actually uh, traded... Uh, his to have his name put on the board. He did all the land excavating work at Ames Arena. Did oh, you know? Oh. Uh, Dick hmm. Roberts, a longtime coach at Warroad, uh, passed away at 93 years old. That's an impressive run. And did you know that he he's Jay Hardwick's grandpa? No way. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. 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 Um, Carl made the big time this week. He uh, made the Star Tribune. Is is uh, p- uh his post on the Warroad Roseau. Having school open, so the rivalry continue. Let's hear what happened with that post. Yeah, so you know, I was sitting there on Tuesday night, watching the temperature drop and watching you know every game in the state disappear off the, the list of you know games that were happening. You know, poor Danny couldn't even go to mini haha break. That that went away <clears throat> late 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 in the day too. But uh, I was gonna go to that game, Carl. Just sure. to be honest, I know you were. Well, I know you were. It, it's pretty close. Two teams I can check off the list. <laughs> but anyway, but there was one game that stayed on there, and that game was Warro Rose out, even though it was 29 below at game time up there. And as I wrote in this little blog post that I just threw together that night, uh, you know, this, that's the sort of game that just defines a rivalry and defines a game and just adds to its legend. You know, uh, as, you know I think it's, as I wrote in the little piece, it's become kind of Passade, you know, people sort of think that World Rose, oh, they, they're not even in the same class anymore. You know, they're not quite what they used to be, not competing for state titles. But when you have games like that, it still it just shows that the, the, the mystique is still there. And so that was really the focus of this blog post, which, you know, 
really took off. And, you know, maybe once a year I have one that just blows up like this. And it's always fun to see when, you know, people uh, can, everyone, even people who aren't necessarily hockey people can see something like this and get it and see why it's so important. Yeah, hockey is so important to people in Warroad and Roseau that the people of Warroad are putting me and Justin Moss on an airplane tomorrow at 6.30 in the morning so we can fly up to Warroad and drive over to Roseau to broadcast their girls' hockey game tomorrow night. It's going to be pretty exciting. So this <laughs> just adds to the legend even more, you know. They want the rest of the they want the rest of the state to have the ability to see these two teams play and have it all go down. And YJH was happy to oblige. Um, so Carl, is the Star Tribune okay with you coming on this podcast now? Uh, they better be. <laughs> uh, some other news and nuggets. Uh, uh, ben Doherty uh, was what's the word they use? Um, tender. Tender. Thank you. Was tendered by the Kenai River in the NAHL. Um, Forward for Alexandria. Alexandria. Thank you for yeah putting that out there. Um, and then another interesting note: uh, Pine City, uh, our guys uh, beat Denfeld yesterday. And I got a really amusing tweet from Drew at PC Tourney Boys. This overtime win means Pine City's better than Warroad, better than Thief River Falls, and equal to Duluth East. That was the tweet of the week. Well, yeah, I mean, because they tied, they beat Duluth East in overtime. No, well, right. East, 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 East won in overtime. Yeah. Well, so, so, so did Pine City. So did Pine City. Oh, I see. I see. They're, yeah. they're even. I feel what you're saying. They're they're even. Even. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Even. Really. This is a new transitive property. I kind of liked it, to be honest with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so speaking of of Duluth East, and are we on to our top ten? No, we're gonna do games of the past. Okay. First. Then the top ten. Right. Then we'll right. do top ten. I don't like. I like to include Carl. You like to kick him out. I like to put Carl. Typical on. Danny. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Games of the past. There weren't a lot. No, there weren't, um, and there definitely was not a lot on Tuesday, but the one that Carl mentioned already, Warroad and Rozo tied two apiece in overtime. Um, pretty good tie by the Warriors there, mm-hmm. I, I thought. And they gave um, Moorhead a good game, too, 9-5 to five, um, yesterday. If you yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it, it was ever within three goals, but, yeah. But yeah. you put five goals. They continued goal, to score. Five goals. But Carl, you pumped five goals in on thirteen shots. Okay, it's worth mentioning. Okay, that just sounds like a flop game, but okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. More games. More games. Montemidi three, Orono one in the revenge game of the semifinals from last year. Um, I watched that game. It was uh, good. Was it good? It was good. Okay. Uh, it was all Orono down the stretch. They just actually, I think Orono kind of carried the play in that game. I I would say in the Cathedral Orno game that I was at, Orno never went away, you know, and that game turned out to be a slugfest. But um, no, Orno's a pesky team that way. I still think they're going to win. They're deep. Too. Yeah. There, there's nothing else in that section though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. A game I was at on Thursday, St. Thomas Academy four, Hill Murray one. St. Thomas never looked back no, in this game. game. Yeah, I, I watched this one too. Yeah, yeah. They for how much Hill just controlled the play in the first game, St. Thomas controlled the play in the second game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best way to describe it, Carl. And special teams were a big part of this too. St. Thomas is far superior, and I was frankly pretty unimpressed with Hill on the whole. 
Now, Carl is not a fan of four forwards on a power play. It's one of his <laughs> pet peeves. What is he is now? He's just congratulating St. Thomas's special teams, and you know they have five forwards on the power play. It's amazing. <laughs> it, it can work. Just look out if you get uh, you know Edina going the other direction against you at the, at the state tournament. <laughs> I'm shorthanded. Oh, I'm okay with being at the state tournament if I'm a cadet. That's fine. At least the first round for sure. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking about. I mean, this, this may be at Mariucci, but you know it'll happen. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh. Just, just open you, open yourself up. Um. Again, yep. uh, okay. Minnetonka three, Prior Lake one. Um. Good game by Prior Lake, kind of keeping them in check is what I saw on that one. Mm-hmm. Edina six, Wyzetta four. Carl, you were watching this one, weren't you? I watched that one too. Yeah, it was an entertaining game. Uh, I thought Wyzetta played very well. They were um on the front foot even for much of the third period, attacking, attacking, got the game to a tie, and then. A couple seconds later, just, uh, Edina springs a breakaway the other way. Liam Malmquist scores. Then uh, Edina managed to put them away from there. But I think we sh- this game showed that 6AA is not a foregone conclusion. Uh, I have it as a foregone conclusion. <laughs> I, I, that's why I watched this game. I'm like, all right, how, how much can how, – how defensive can Pat get this team? And I just didn't see it happening. I don't see it happening in the section final this year. They'll play one more time um, before the sections. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that kind of matches up. To the most important games is to watch these ones. Yeah. These two games is to see how the trending. And, and they trended. At, when they beat them two years ago, they trended better in each of their contests. We'll look at Minnetonka mm-hmm. and Pro. I know. That's a great yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll game. We'll get to that in a little bit and talk about that game. But that's a – that's a trending game. This, mm-hmm. uh, that happened when Edina beat Minnetonka in 2010 to win state. Yep. Edina mm-hmm. lost overtime or tie yep. and, and then um, won it. So mm-hmm. it was just a trend like that. I agree. Um, okay, a game that Tony thoroughly enjoyed rubbing our face in, Carl. Um, East Grand Forks or Grand Forks Central 8, East Grand Forks 1. Running time game. See, I got kind of crap. Couple weeks ago, for getting running time. Now you guys got running time. How does it feel? Feels good. Okay, I'm not sure if they play running time in North Dakota or not. Nah, yeah, they do it's North Dakota. North Dakota team. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't count. That doesn't is a count. really good team. Shenanigans. A really good team. Um, Marshall four, Minnesota River three. Good win for Marshall. Um, on this one. Andover five, Maple Grove one. Andover, I'm pretty sure, dominated this game again. Mm-hmm. Um, Convincing, and Maple Grove kind of trending in the wrong direction in their game against good teams. Yep. Grand Rapids 3, Wyzetta 2. It's a great win for <laughs> Grand Rapids. It really is. Great win. Does that help their QRF? Yes, that should. I, I don't know if it'll be enough because they had a big, big gap to make up to get up towards the four or five seed conversation, but it should at least lock them in as the six. So they're the six behind Forest Lake? Probably. I think that there was a big gap there. So unless Forest Lake continues to lose or Grand Rapids beats Cloquet, I think that's the only significant double-A team they have left. Yeah, that's could not going to change. Grand Rapids, Carl, could Grand Rapids be a trap game for somebody else instead of Forest Lake? <laughs> well, they're assuming that they're the – 
the six, uh, they'll get Cloquet, who's the three, which, you know, that's a rivalry game, though Cloquet did clean up in the, the first meeting. We've got a second meeting next week, too. Yeah, and I, if I recall, didn't Cloquet, the year they made it, didn't Cloquet beat Rapids, and then they turned right around and beat him uh, in sections like a week later? It's always kind of the tradition they play late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Hermantown 2, Matamidi 1 in overtime. Thought Great I was going to see it. Thought I, I was going to see the streak broke. <laughs> I know. But this know. was this was a really good game. I thought Matamidi hung with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say that Hermantown was very active with their six, breaking up passes, doing all the things that Hermantown does really well. But Matamidi just kept chipping back and chipping back and chipping back. And they had their chances to win this game, too. I've watched Matamidi three times in the last two weeks, right? That's aggressive. And they haven't played the same goalie. I've only seen the freshman goaltender. Poya played against um, Oral. Okay. So I don't get it. I I don't get it. Is Postal just kind of moving them back, alternating the goalies? Because – Dardy can play. Ben Dardis can. Yeah. He's good. And he played yesterday, and he was the reason why this was a one goal game and yeah. an overtime game. I'm not going to lie. But he's I'm a freshman. I know. He's that good. That's fun to watch. Um, but hats off to um, Blake Biondi setting up Joey Pierce. It was, just, it was just a laser. I was standing right there in the corner, and it was just like, okay. Yeah. That's why Blake Biondi is Blake Biondi. Yep. And you just move on. Um, Rozo locks up the two seed, we're pretty sure, with their section win over Brainerd, 4-3 to three on Saturday. White Bear Lake locks up the one seed with a 3-0 um, against Stillwater. Stillwater. Yep. Benilde wins the rematch against Jefferson, 6-3, mm-hmm. um, which is a good win for Benilde, yep. I think, to just keep rolling the way they are. Yep. Um, Minnetonka, three, Eden Prairie, two in overtime. I would call that a lucky win. Yeah, you and Carl watched this. I EP was not. He was taking yep. two of them in overtime, big time. Yeah, I'd say um, that for the first, uh, you know, two periods of this game, it looked like it was going to be more of the same. Minnetonka had the general territorial edge, uh, scored both their goals in the power play. It's, again, you yep. can see how important that, that top D pair is. They, they kind of live and die by them. And really the, where the game turned was when, uh, both Lidke and Doctor prayed into the box one after the other, and then suddenly Eden Perry got one goal. The, the, the tying goal from you know, Jensen from Holt was a beauty, and then uh, they were bringing the pressure, but Tonka found a way. That's a precursor to our discussion later, Carl. Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> Dropped a couple name drops yeah, there. Yeah, name drops and stuff <laughs> that's going to come up. Um, but, again, good win by Tonka. These are Very the games that Tonka, you know, wins this year, this it seems like. champions do. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying lucky like they didn't deserve to win, but in the, in the overtime, it was all EP. Finishing. Yeah. The Finishing is important, especially at this time of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, game I was at, Egan 4, Lakeville North 3. I thought this was a pretty solid game. It was a good, um, what is the conference? South Suburban. Yeah, it was a good South Suburban game. I've are allowed to talk about South Suburban. This well, year. when I go to it. Who's going to win South Suburban this year? I haven't even looked at the points total. I, gotta look at standings I do not want to look at that. I got. Uh, I will look at them now. Yeah. I would guess Rosemount. That would be my guess. It seems yeah, probably. but Rosemount yeah. lost to Egan, though, didn't they? They're 17-3. and three. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, then they're yeah. leading the conference. Yeah, they're they're up, yep. Yeah. Lakeville North in second. Yeah. 
It'll be South Suburban Pick'em. It will be a South Suburban Pick'em! <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought this was a good game. Um, Egan's is a pesky team, and, and Lakeville North continues to be Lakeville North, just hangs with you. Yep. And that's not going to change. Good D, good like. goaltending. Good forwards. Good, yeah, good team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Caden Smith, uh, Spencer Schneider, they look good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, enough about them. Let's talk about top ten. I don't think those teams are in your top ten, though, Carl. And we have not – I have not witnessed um, your top ten. I don't think there's going to be a lot of change, though. I think other than – again, I have not looked. And the Maple Grove has to move because they have just have not performed well the last couple and, of weeks. And St. Thomas should probably move up. That'd because be they one. have been playing better, not because I'm biased. Yeah, you are biased, though. <laughs> All right, Carl. Anyway, yeah, number one is Edina. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number two is Blaine. Input. Though I will say that number one, no, we have a, we have a game between number one and number three. But Minnetonka is number three, and the winner of that game is probably going to be number one, barring surprises elsewhere. So blame that him. Makes sense. We'll get leapfrogged if Minnetonka wins. Um, yep. Four is Andover. Again, keeping the pressure on those top teams. Uh, five is where we see a little change. Here's St. Thomas sliding up. Uh, your fun St. Thomas taps, they've now won 12 games in a row, and they've given up nine goals over that stretch. And, you know, this isn't the hard part of their schedule, granted, but they're playing well. But they're winning the games they need to win, I think. And they beat Hill, too, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's looking good. Uh, six, this is one well, may get a little question, but uh, I have Eden Prairie here. Uh, their record certainly isn't on par with some of these other top 10 teams, but they keep playing the top teams so well. So they're holding City at six for now. And they've beaten Blaine, actually. I think that's mm-hmm. uh, accurate. Yeah. Okay. Seven, Here's where it gets White Bear, yeah, seven is White Bear Lake. And another team that's not playing tough competition necessarily, but doing what they need to do. Yep. And they've got Edina this week, so that'll be interesting. Um, Eight has been able to say Margaret. Definitely have an, an interesting week ahead of them. Got Chaska and Eden Prairie. So we'll see how real this top ten ranking is. I like Benilde, though, actually, right now. I think they're playing mm-hmm. very, very good hockey. They might be in yeah, the second final. Yeah, for sure they can be in the second final. I just don't see them getting past Wyzetta in the semis. It's a good game. No big good game. They're just too young. Yeah, Carl. Number nine, Maple Grove, falling about four spots here. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. And ten, uh, Moorhead slips back into the top ten. Just run a few, won a few good games in a row now. I haven't looked, but I'm, I'm thinking that uh, Rosemont's got to be just outside the top ten. Yep, they're lingering. They're eleven. And who else? Yep. Who, yeah, so I got that right. Yeah. And then who else is twelve? After that, it gets kind of ugly. I still have Hill at twelve. You got Wyzetta. Luthies, Chaska, kind of in this little pile up here of, t- of teams that, uh, you know, have potential but have also lost in some games they should not. Um, Did you put Duluth East between 11 and 15? 14. Wow. Can we hang up with Carl and not involve him on the show anymore? Although I think they're going to state, I don't think they're deserving the top 15 making right now. <laughs> 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 You want you want a creepy you know, team that's beaten no no one who's ranked? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, uh, here's the other thing, Carl. You, you know, you're just gonna go off of the springboard win that you have against Elk River, like you always do, and then there goes the Hounds again. Yeah. 
you know, well, Springboard Elk River. It is. It is. Elk River uh, always makes always the East Ham feel good about life. So yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. We do have listeners in Elk River. You know that, Carl. You actually yeah. know people in Elk River too. So let's. Yeah, they're, they're, nice. they're lovely That's... people, but they they know what reality is. <laughs> Wow. wow. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Let's talk about something that we agree less on. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Mr. Hockey. Yeah, we need a we need a uh sound bite for that. <laughs> Mr. Hockey. <laughs> well everybody's here. Okay, we need a sound bite that's not Danny. Okay. So. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So you wanna list off so what do you want me to list off first? The honorable mentions, the kids that you know. No, just let's start at the top, blocks. and then we'll go through no our top ten. Last okay. two years ago, 2017, we went ten for ten. Last year, maybe we went six, six. or seven for ten. Because you didn't listen to me. Yeah, that's it. It's always you didn't, I listen, didn't listen to, to my me. arguments that I was trying to tell you. Okay, well the year before I got Bauer Newdecker. Okay, you were right okay. about power. All right. Okay, so let's define this award. This award is voted on by college coaches and scouts. Committee. It's a committee. It's a committee. But it, let's be clear, that's what makes up the committee type of thing, Tony. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, they're not looking exactly for the Mason Plants of the world. Mason Plant, great player for Marshall going to put up 100 points for Marshall, probably not one of our top 10 picks. No, and we tried to make a case for him. We just couldn't. No. So, trust me, we were going to name these 10, and then there was 10 to 15 other players who were considered. Uh, and this list that we are naming are a list that we think will be named. We're trying to duplicate what the committee – we're trying to guess what the committee is going to do. This isn't our player of the year list. And it's not our player of the year list. That's a separate list. Yeah. Um, this is the what we're trying to duplicate. We're trying to mirror what's going to be announced as soon as this week. Yeah. The 14th is usually kind of what it's been seen like as the go-to date. And I this. do know that the committee listens to this show. I know that for a fact. So. I feel special. So oh. listen up, committee. Here we go. Okay. Um in no specific order, Jack Jensen, forward Eden Prairie, 24 goals, currently 16 assists, 40 points. Minnesota Gopher commit, um, was draft eligible last year, did not get drafted, um, but draft eligible last year. He's draft eligible this year, too. Uh, as well, yes. Ryder Donovan, forward Duluth East, 10 goals, 22 assists, um, 32 points, 46 on the ranking on the midterm scouting report and is currently uncommitted. Um, do, you, do you want to say a couple things about each player? No, when we just, just roll through, through these. Okay, Mike Kester, defenseman, Chaska, 16 goals, 33 assists, 49 points, 84 on the midterm scouting report, and Minnesota commit. Aaron Huglin, forward, Rozo Rams, 15 goals, 28 assists, 43 points, 80 on the Midterm scouting report and Minnesota commit. Josh Lidke, defenseman, Minnetonka, nine goals, 21 assists, 30 points. Denver commit, not ranked on midterm scouting. Bryce Brodzinski, forward from Blaine, 25 goals, 36 assists, 61 points, 117 on the midterm scouting report and going to Minnesota. Mike Forlicky, 
defenseman, Edina, three goals, 15 assists, 38, or not 38, 18 points, Wisconsin commit. He will be on our show later today. Jet Jungles, forward, Edina, 23 goals, 21 assists, 44 points. Northern Michigan commit. Grant Doctor, defenseman, Minnetonka, nine goals, 24 assists, 33 points. And Michigan Tech commit. And finally, Mason Nevers, forward, Edina, 14 goals, 29 assists, 43 points. Minnesota commit. Okay. That is our play. Woo! All right. Do you so, want to talk about these kids for a second? Well, I think what I, let's you know you you talked about it, and I'm I'm just gonna go to go through some of these is like pretty easy, and then we'll kind of get down to the okay. bottom of the list where we were like where you had to make some decisions. Can you explain why it's easy to yeah, well, say well, why Jack Jensen's? A... Well, Jack Jensen's easy. He's got he's he's played at, at the program for a long time. He's had success through his youth career, his high school career. He was the first Bantam ever invited to the U.S. National tryout. I mean, this is a kid who's who's made his mark on high school hockey in Minnesota. Ryder Donovan, you talk about – we could talk about him uh, for a second. You want to talk about, a little bit about Ryder, Carl, why he was easy sure. to select? Sure. So, and, you know, first off, Ryder is the highest-ranked high school player on the midterm scouting report, which, as we've historically seen, is a big factor in the Mr. Hockey finalist decisions. Uh now, his, I think his, his point total has been maybe a little low compared to what some people were expecting coming in. Uh, some of that may be a function of the players he has around him this year versus what he had last year. And it's just sort of the player he is. He's someone who does a lot of things off the puck. He's, he's ne- never been a big goal scorer, but at the same time, he's certainly someone who you, you see every time he touches the ice. So, so it's a very strong effect to every game he plays. And I think he's, he's starting to pile up the points a little bit recently, too. So we'll see if that continues to go for Ryder. Carl, you, uh, Danny, you saw Aaron Huglin play uh, last weekend. Talk a little bit why he's on the list. Aaron Huglin, I think I defined it to you, Tony. Aaron Huglin is like a very, very skilled defenseman, but he plays forward. He does all the little things correctly. He's just silky, silky hands, and he's just so smart when he's out there. And his head's on a swivel everywhere he's at. He's fast. He's a top-line player in uh, any program in the state. Um, Josh Litke, Litke is one of the easiest choices. He's, I think he's, if he's not the best defenseman, he's the second best defenseman in the state. He's got one of the best breakout moves in the state. His rush is incredible. Um, his speed, his vision, his scoring ability. He's, he's won a state championship. He's scored big goals. He's, 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 he's all, he checks all the boxes. You skipped Mike Kester. Uh, oh yeah, we did skip him. Um, well, cause Speaking of best defenseman in the state, he'd be one of the guys that I would list next to him. His point total is obscene, right? He's in the 40s, 40 points, 48 points. Carl, and, and, and he, he missed, missed a few games, action. too. Yeah. yeah. So, I, Carl, can I throw this out to you? Is he the best two-way senior defenseman since Aaron Hewlett? Or not Aaron Hewlett, Aaron Nett. Aaron Nett. Um, he's up there. I think you can look at... You know, someone like a Phil Blue is in that conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But again, a Mr. Hockey can't in Phil Blue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think those are easy picks. So we, we knocked out some defensemen. I'll, I'll just keep going here. Bryce Brodzinski uh, from Blaine. He's got 50 plus points, right? 60. 60 points plus already. Plus. Um, 
I think if the vote were held today, he would be Mr. Hockey. Today. Agreed. We'll, we'll Agreed. get to that. Do we all Later. agree on that? Yeah. I think we all agree. Yep. No player this year has had a, as big of an impact on the rankings around the state on his team than Bryce Brodzinski. All right. Uh, here's another one we talk about. Great defenseman Mike Vorlicky, three-year starter for the Hornets. Um, Wisconsin commit, smooth, uh, breaks the puck out. Uh, he, he can be offensive. He can be defensive. He's kind of a steady Eddie. Steady. Uh, he's he's the guy you, you know you want on your team. Um, I think he's an easy choice. This this is where the choices actually start to get a little bit tricky. Yeah. Um, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. Uh, would be the Jungles Doctor. Never. Not saying they're not deserving because I think there's probably three well, other guys. Yeah. That were just as deserving as them. And now I'm going to make our we're going to make our case as to why we pick these three and then not the other three. And we'll keep it positive, but it just there's we're, we're convinced that those seven that we just listed off will be are locks. Yep. So Jet Jungles uh, has 23 goals. Uh, that's just behind Brodzinski and Jensen. Yes. So uh, that was one of the reasons we chose him. He's on the best yeah. line in the state. Yeah. No one else in the uh, top 15 or so is close to that. Yeah. No. No. It, it, the, he's one of the fastest kids in the state. He's named, he's named appropriately. Yeah. Right? Um, and he's uh, on the number one team in the state. Yeah. So we thought, I think if anybody's a lock, he's deserving. Um, the next one, Grant Doctor, has basically budged his way ahead in the line because everybody's had him kind of just, there's been Litke and then Doctor, right? But his goal totals, what he's done in big games, what he's done everywhere this season, he's earned his way into this top ten. Yeah, I, 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 was, I, 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 I was a Grant advocate because I think he's really had a strong senior season. He's Really, you know, running the Minnetonka power play, and so I think he closed the gap on Leakey somewhat to where it was, from where it was last year. What I've always liked about Grant Doctor is he's a calming force on his team. Yep. In, in, in every single game, if Grant gets the puck behind the net, you know smart moves are going to happen. Agreed. Agreed. All right, so we get down to the last pick, and this, this is Mason Nevers. Mason, we argued between Mason Nevers, Rob Christie, Trevor Kukinen, Jackson Judding. And Jackson Judding. And Charlie Shane. And Charlie Charlie. Shane. And the reason we just keep coming back to Mason Nevers has nothing to do with who's better player. He just has had a better season. Yeah. Uh, on paper, he's on the number one team in the state. The reason we think Mason or Jet might not make the list ultimately is just because putting three kids from the same team on the same team, one of those three might be a casualty. Agreed? Yes. Because it's hard to put three from the same team. But if we were to guess, he's the – because of his point totals, because of the impact, because of his lifetime, the whole deal, I think that Mason Nevers – we ultimately agree that Mason Nevers is that will be that – make the list. Can we say because of his commit as well? Yeah, we think yeah. that, you know, being committed to a Power 5 type conference, being committed to the Gophers is, is more sexy than a Colorado College or Michigan Tech yeah. type of Or Arizona that, State. Yeah, it, it's just a little bit more, it's got a little bit more pizzazz to it. And let's let's be honest, if you watch the games, there's a reason Jet Jungles has all these goals. It's because Mason <laughs> Evers has unbelievable vision yeah. and sets him up. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, so I think this is the most deserving. Our list gets a little bit cluttered because, like, is it do we try to mimic the committee or are we trying to pick who's most deserving? Yeah. You know, and, there's, and it's a fine line in between the two. So let's talk about our bubble kids for a second. Yeah. You want, you want to start with Kukunen? So Trevor Kukunen, Ford, Maple Grove, 16 goals, 15 assists, 31 points, Michigan Tech commit. I think one of the reasons, you know, he doesn't make the list is because their star is kind of falling. Their yeah. star is not rising. The team, as a team, they're not doing very well. The they last started hot. Yeah. yeah, like, again, December 1st, Trevor Kukunen's in the top ten because of how well the team was doing, right? Yeah. And one of this is a, a little bit is team-driven. Would you agree with that, Carl? I would, and I think that you know. Also, we had Trevor on our podcast back in December when he was the you know, leading scorer in Double A, and well, I think he's I think he had to take a, a bullet for the team. You know, if they've moved lines around to look for some balance, you know, he's no longer at the, the top of that list. He's kind of come back to the pack. So it's even though he's having a very strong season, it's not quite on that level. And we could be wrong. Any of these three or four could make it, and yeah. we would go, yeah, we could see how you would have chosen those. But yeah. at this time, you got to pick ten. We got to draw the line in the sand. Yeah. Here we go. Rob Christie, where do you want to start on Rob Christie? Rob Christie, forward, St. Thomas Academy, 15 goals, 12 assists, 27 points, Colorado College commit. Talk about a lifetime achievement award. He's played since he was a freshman. And right? you got good minutes since and he was a freshman. He's been a valuable part of this team for four years. Yeah. Um, I think that Rob is a, an easy choice for this list. His lack of production, I think he's played a lot of this season injured, uh, will affect his chances of making this list. Yeah, but to Rob's credit, I mean, he's leading a forward core that is very good at St. Thomas. He's been on the top line for two, three, three years. years. Yeah. So, I mean, you could argue that, like, he's been the core, one of the core factors of this team, you know. The last three years, yeah, he's been in the heart of their team for the last yeah. three years, without yeah. question. I think that might pay a big dividend for him when they get down to the, the – push and shove and when we were off air I was the one that was pushing the hardest for Rob to be in this list and it had nothing to do with Mason Nevers it was just I thought that Rob did a lot more for his program in four years than Mason did well and I want to step back and look at when we did this list last year and we were looking at Peyton Matsui and Ray Christie correct and, and we're like well you know Ray might not make the list but Rob will yeah <laughs> and it, it's changed a little bit the landscape has changed but Definitely, if Rob made Mr. Hockey, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, and then last but not least, Jackson Judding, who didn't make the list. Jackson's in the mid-scout, mid-term scout report. You want me to say, yeah. so Jackson Judding forward, prior like nine goals, 20 assists, 29 points, 165 on mid-term scouting and Colorado College commit. I think, and I'll, I'll ask Carl here in a second, I think one of the reasons he doesn't make our list is just based on team performance. I mean, they yeah. they can't check off three or four huge wins on their on their schedule this year. Fire Lake just hasn't performed as as well or better than we expected. Yeah, yeah they've been uh, sort of a middling team all season long. One or two good wins, but on the whole, just hovering there. And Jackson's you know a great player, but he's not someone who's going to absolutely take over a game. You know the way that you've seen you know a Zach Yallen type performance from Rosa or something like that. So I just don't see him quite jumping over the some of the other players we've talked about. You can watch three shifts of Prior Lake and spot him. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. who's that? He's different. You know, he's a a difference maker player, and there's a reason he's a Division One commit. But I just don't think that he's done enough 
uh, this year or through his career to to get into that top ten. So with only nine goals and 20 assists, he's not on a great team, and he's not putting up a lot of points. Correct. That's that's how I see that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the one other player that we kind of talked about was Charlie Shane, forward and over, um, 13 goals, 22 assists, 35 points, and Arizona State commit. I don't even think he's leading his team in scoring, is he? No. Which no. is kind of a red flag. Yeah. It, well, it, it, it's not necessary, but it's something that, you know, should be, to be considered. considered. And, and they're leading for is, is, is a senior. Yeah. That's, that's the red flag. Yeah, I agree. And, and taking out the win, they they are the favorite to win that section, which is crazy to think. But I think that Andover, if they don't win in Duluth uh, in a few weeks, it will be a surprise. I think if certain kids stick around Andover to next year, we'll see a Mr. Hockey commit come from Andover. Yes. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, some kids that I want to throw out there that are having good seasons but um, won't make Mr. Hockey and, but were noticeable – um, Ricky Lyle, Duluth East, mm-hmm. um, Blaine Warner, Chaska, Landon Langenbrunner, Cloquet, Liam Malmquist, Edina. Liam's, again, a horse apiece with yep. his um, teammates there. Uh, Casadante Lawson, Greenway, Jack Bayless, Minnetonka, and Mason Plant, Marshall. Yeah, Mason Plant had a great season for them. I just don't think that, that Mason Plant played tough enough competition. Say no. that, Carl. Seventy-two points. <laughs> Seventy-two points is, which is more than double anyone else on his team. Yeah. <laughs> so that means he's good. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, our list this year also has no Class A players. No. Nope. Um, but I think we all feel pretty confident about that. The best yes. Class A players are not seniors. Correct. Year. There's a couple on. Cathedral, there's on one specifically on Hermantown. Oh, yeah, and Joey Pierce is a top player, and he's yeah. only a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, Class A, if kids stick around, we'll definitely see some Class A Mr. Hockey. There's some next year. great sophomore and juniors in the state right now. Just some really, really good core kids throughout the state. When was the last time a Class A player won Mr. Hockey? Was it Oshi Carl? Oh, I can't think I of think anyone since. That's a long that's time. That's PJ Ocean, yeah. and that's 2005. That's a long time ago. Let's put it, put that in perspective, okay? That's a long, long time ago. So, But we might see that trend get broken next year if some kids stick around. Yeah, it will definitely it'll be that's shattered true. next year, but I don't know if that particular kid will stick around. I just don't yeah. think see it happening. No, but yeah. I could see possibly Nate Warner sticking around. Yep. You know? um, There's a lot yeah. of good choices. Jack Smith is a great choice and yep. stuff. But, yeah, just looking quickly, um, yeah, last time was – no, Oshie didn't win. No, Oshie – Oshie didn't win. Sorry, my bad. We'll need to do a little research. We'll follow up on that later. Let's talk goalies. <laughs> Let's talk goalies. Um, goalies. Usually the committee announces two finalists. They've just named the winner in some years. And, mm-hmm. and But in, in recent past, they've done an A and a double A. Um, you guys seem to think it's, it's, a, it's a foregone conclusion that it'll be Ben Fritzinger and Charlie Glockner. 
Yeah. Please explain. Okay, so going back, it was last time was Gino Gaier. Gino Gaier was a double A. No, that's oh, they yeah. were double A then. They were double A. Okay. Gaier is Johnny brand of cheese or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, um, Charlie Glockner, um, 19 wins, one loss, two ties. Um, goals against of a 141 and a save percentage of a 938. Ben Fritzinger, 16-1-1, goals against 142 with a save percentage of 929. Really, his save percentage in goals against was destroyed by Blaine in one game, right. um, but um, still very, very good. Um I think of those two, I think it's Charlie Glockner. Yeah, I think uh, Charlie Glockner is uh, would be a deserving winner of this award, although I think there's a dozen more goalies that are having just as good of seasons. I mean, if you look at the impact of Brennan Boynton at Champlain Park. We'll get Park, to that. Oh, we don't get to get that? So I'll, get, I'll talk about it, right, okay? But cool. let's talk about how good Charlie is for two seconds. <laughs> I, I think – Here's the deal. I said this out here. You can name at least 10 guys on Minnetonka that play in front of him, and eight of them are Division One commits, right? You can do the same for you can do the same for Fritzinger. How many guys, without going to the internet, can you name that play in front of Brennan Boynton? Zero. Zero. Exactly. And look, and please read me his numbers right now. Read me his numbers. Who? Boynton? Boynton's numbers. Boynton's Get out your numbers. Internet. Okay. 12 wins, 4 losses. He's got a 188 goals against and a 9. Which is better than Glockner. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Glockner was 1.9. No, he Glockner's no, 141. Oh, 141. Okay, all right. Sorry. And, Sorry. And, but his save percentage is better than Glockner, and that's a 947. Yeah, there you go. It's pretty dang good. Does he have Grant Doctor and... Josh Litke playing in front of him? I think so. No, he does not. <laughs> Keep going. Schedules are a bit different, but... Yeah, schedules could be, you know, cause to complain there. Champlin plays tough teams. They're going to win okay. 20 games with a team that isn't ranked. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, Brennan Boynton is a difference maker. Okay. Uh... No, not going to win the award. No, not going to win the award, but I'm just saying... Yeah, he he deserves bright love. lights and shining stars. Deserves. Always win this award. I'm like, man, there's some really good goalies that don't get any but love. But this award is more of a lifetime achievement award. Okay, fine. I'm just telling you how fine. it works. All right. Uh, okay. Um, Joe Daninger. Joe Daninger. Another goalie. Awesome. Fourteen wins, two losses, two ties, and one. 63 goals against and um, 929 save percentage. Pretty dang good right there. In the number two team in the state. How about this one? Bailey Huber, 10 wins, 8 losses, 1 tie, but a goals against of 239 and a save percentage of 919. That's well, impressive. He's got good numbers, but, you know, it's bad as, you know, they haven't done well against AA teams this year, Let's admittedly, right? Yes. But they also get some pretty cupcakes. easy cupcake OOs for to, to pad his stats. So that, I so think it balances to, itself out. So for 
Bailey, I'm giving more of a lifetime achievement award here of what he did at okay. Matamidai, okay? Sure, sure. And then Nathan Mueller, Buffalo. This is another one. Besides Jake Brissini, name another player on Buffalo. Isn't there another receiver? Yeah, another that's receiver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got that. <laughs> you see where I've I'm going seen, with? I've seen Buffalo last year. Okay. Well, great. Congratulations. Okay. Nathan Mueller, nine wins, five losses, um, two ties, goals against of 173, and a save percentage of 937. Uh, your your Again. fun Buffalo staff for the week here is that they have now had five straight shutouts in a row. Granted, they're mostly playing Class A competition, but yeah. for anyone, five straight shutouts is pretty good. Yeah, well, I'd also if we're gonna if we're gonna put in the caveat on um, Buff, uh, on on Bailey Huber, you got to put the same caveat on Mueller because he's had some he's had a few games against some lesser competition to pat, even things out for some of the tougher games that he has. They'll probably be the four seed, and they got to go to Moorhead. Moorhead is not terribly interested in playing Buffalo in the semifinals. You think so? <laughs> I wouldn't be very interested in playing that team at all. No. That's a scary one. And, and I, I might get I stuck with the lower seed just because there's section losses, though. I can see them being the six. Oh. Well, they're going to be a three, six, you think? Yeah, they lost to a midgey. So I think if, if the coaches go by section record, that they're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I thought they could be, get get up as high as a four. I mean, they may have an argument, and there's still some section games, so it's possible. But okay. Whoever that four seed is 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 a dangerous team that's going to go to to Moorhead, assuming Moorhead gets the one seed. Yeah, that's very true. It's a scary, scary team. It's a good section, deep section. Okay, can I give you my research results on Mr. Hockey now? Yes, thank you. So, our last Class A winner happened 21 years ago. Or, yeah. Who was it? Johnny Paul. Johnny Paul. We know that Class A. That's yeah. it, huh? No, and Eric Rasmussen in 1995 won for St. Louis Park. They were double A. They were, nope, they were not. They were Class A, huh? They were Class A. I looked this up. Wow. They were class. Oh nope, they were double A. Yeah, they were double A for <laughs> two years. And two years. Why do they have to? That's with me then, because only two years that they were double A, and that's when he was there. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, but yeah, only one Class A award winner for Mister Hockey. Ever. Ever. And it's one of the greatest players ever to play. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. But Agreed. I mean. For let's look at Brian Lee won instead of T.J. Oshie. Yeah, um, Nick Beans and Brock Nelson was a good uh, argument too. Oh, Brock Nelson was—he was a man. Yeah, he was really, really good. Uh, yeah, there's a couple that are just head scratchers that they didn't—that were very, very biased against. There's the double A bias. You've heard of Lakeville bias. This is double A bias. This is yeah. This is a very strong double A bias award. Okay, wrapping it up, Tony. You can take it away. You you wrap up this portion of the show. Yeah. So, so we're gonna, gonna take our show into our red and black league interview. Mike Borlicky from Edina Senior will join the show. 
Uh, Red and Black Leagues is a great league for off-season hockey, whether it be in the spring, you're looking to get some games in, or the fall before season hockey. Anything to get the, keep the blaze wet, stay stay on your game. Great no-check hockey, great players, uh, top to bottom, well-balanced rosters. Uh, Brian Hansen does a great job putting together a great league. Uh, check out redblackleagues.com. Thanks for their sponsorship of our show this year. Uh, Danny, take it away with our interview with Mike. Well, thank you, Tony. Yes, we are joined here today by Edina senior defenseman and Wisconsin commit Mike Vorlicky. Mike, how's it going? Good. How's it going? Thanks, guys, for having me on. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. We're um, rather excited to have you on. So Our first cake eater. Our first cake eater. <laughs> be our That's last. always a good thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, got a couple questions, probably some revolving around um, eating cake and all that stuff, but um, I'll start it off. So, Mike, you've played and grew up in Edina your whole life, correct? Yep. So let's talk about Edina's program. Edina probably has the best youth program, youth program in the state, probably in the last 50 years, type of thing. They've produced D1 NHLers across the board. What's it like, as far as pressure, to be one of the top players in the top program in the state and to make that top team consistently, whether it's Squirts, Pee Wee's, Bantam, High School, you name it. Yeah, it's. Like you said, it's kind of a – we have a full crop of players trying out each year. And like most teams, they'll, most communities will have a team one year that's really good, and then the next year they'll have a lot of younger guys. But for us, it was kind of you're always pressured by the people around you and the kids that you're playing with to always be on that top team, even as a first year. Like most uh, other communities have like – they're like, oh, I'm a first year. I probably shouldn't make it. But – a lot of us were always like, yeah, that's our goal this year to be the first year on the team and actually, like, produce and uh, be an impact player on that team. And that was kind of the same way all the way up from squirts till Bantams. And uh, with that, there comes a lot of other kids that are, like, the group one tryouts from the beginning were just unbelievable because the the margins that the kids were getting moved on to group two from group one was so small. And there's just so many good kids, even from the squirt A team to the squirt B team, and they could all be on squirt A in any other community. So that was, there's a lot of pressure there to compete with all those kids. And those tryouts just became so highly competitive. Carl, you got a question for uh, Mike? Actually, I've got two. I'm going to go off script here with the first one, too. Mike, what is your favorite kind of cake? Uh, my favorite kind of cake? Uh, my mom makes a really good uh, chocolate, like uh, vanilla caramel cake that I like a lot. She makes it for Thanksgiving, so that's probably my favorite cake. Nice. Kathleen gets a shout out. Yeah. Yeah, she does. She's a really good baker. <laughs> Well, that sounds delicious. Um, but my, my actual question was, uh, so, you know, at Eddie Donna, you have this target on your back. You know, no one you play likes you, and you always, almost always get other teams' best games. You know, they're always gunning for you, trying to beat Edina. So, you know, in that sort of situation, who is your biggest rival? Who do you get, get up for the most, and why? Um, well, 
we I'd like to say it's Duluth East after last year, but obviously we don't really get to play them that often and unless we both make it to state and make it uh, far in the state. So it, honestly, like Metro-wise, it'd be uh, Tonka. And I don't know, we played them once this year in that game for us especially is like whole day, whole week, you're kind of thinking about it. And for a lot of us, it's just, I think it's more exciting than being nervous. Like you guys, two of you were probably there. That game was packed and that's just kind of what we live for. And beating those guys, now that they have a target on their back, it's pretty awesome. And chasing against them to get that uh, target on your back and be the team that everyone wants to beat is pretty cool. So yeah, for me and for the rest of the guys on the team, it's just, I think it's more fun and kind of exhilarating to prepare for that kind of game and go in there where everyone's cheering when Tonka scores and when you score, it's kind of like, oh, God. But, yeah, to me, that's, that's, that's just fun. That's fun hockey. So I got my questions. I got to start out with a quick story about Mike. I was at the General Sports, gosh, 15 years ago, 10, 10 12 years ago, and we were getting our skates baked, which takes about an hour. So you're in general sports for a long period of time. And this young kid walks in. He's, he looked like he was about seven or eight years old. And he knew every piece of equipment in the store. He knew every employee in the store. He knew all the sticks, all the gloves, all the elbow pads. He's pointing them out to all his friends. I walk out of the store after the skate baking. And I ask the guy, oh, who was that kid? He goes, oh, that's Mike Vorlicky. And then for that point on, I was like, this kid is a – hockey junkie and is that a fair assessment mike of who you are yeah yeah general sports is kind of my home i know that place <laughs> like back of my hand well i've no, i've seen you play since you were a young kid you were on the uh vaunted minnesota machine team we'll talk about those guys but three of those machine guys are on our list of and yourself are on a list of our mr hockey guys we announced earlier in the show josh Lidke, jack jensen jet jungles jet's dad uh, was the coach of that machine team. I'm sure after all those years of playing those summer with that team, you got some good stories. You got one in, in mind that you want to tell us about? Yeah, definitely. Um, so you guys probably know about the uh, Winnipeg tournament each, yep. like, July. You, that you see that in Subway. Of, called Subway. Yeah, yep. Yeah, the Subway one, they'd get the jersey if you wanted. It was kind of a – that was one of the bigger deals for us along with, like, the – world selects tournament so we go down there um i think it was mid-july we had like a probably two weeks of preparing for it it was just ridiculous amount of at that age the preparation that we did for those tournaments but it was it was kind of the cream of the crop for us and we went in there and we had made it uh you get there like wednesday we'd play all the way up until saturday and then you have the two game championship Sunday and we played the Manitoba uh selects team which has like Riley Stotts on it and he went in the first round this year in the draft. And we were tied one one with them in the third period and uh we had a lot of defense when it had pretty good shots for that age group and then we had a couple that were just kind of steady uh D man and we ran a play on the power play that was supposed to go to Jack Lagerstrom, who has a cannon, but it, like, went wrong and went to his D partner, and he, like, flubbed the shot, and it went over everyone's head and, like, trickled off the goalie's back, 
and went in somehow, and we were all just going crazy. Like it was, I was so happy. Couldn't think of anything. I was wanted to go out there and just go hug the kid. Like it was so good for him too, because something like that didn't really happen for him. And he came back to the bench. We were all just going crazy, so happy. And one of our coaches looks down at him, and he goes, "Ah, yeah, nice goal. Too bad it was a flutter, buddy." And sits him down. And I was, I looked at him, and I was like, "Are you kidding me right now? Like this? He just won us the game, and we're calling a shot a butterfly. Like, come on!" And I just, I, I could not believe it. Yeah, I was like. And he, like, he got, like, benched, and he was, like, so sad about it. And I, I was like, what am I doing here? Like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets pretty intense, at, even at the younger ages, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, was, it was intense. Well, that kind of sums up that. So, Danny, you're going to talk about uh, some games uh, the week coming up this week, and we'll do our pickums. Mike, do you want to stick around and do the pickums with us? Yeah, definitely. All right. Okay, some games happening this week. Um, again, it's kind of a rematch week kind of around the state with teams that have played each other yep. at least once before. Um, Matamidi goes to St. Thomas Academy. Matamidi is clicking, and this is kind of where St. Thomas Academy started to click with their win over Matamidi um, earlier this year. East Grand Forks goes to War Road. Um, be a big win for the Warriors if they could uh, get this one off. Mm-hmm. Um, Edina travels to White Bear Lake. Are you looking forward to that game, or are you looking forward to the Saturday game that will come in Pickham's Mike? Um, I'm looking forward to both of them. I'm playing at Vad, and this is pretty pretty fun. We we haven't played that well there uh, yet, but obviously you don't want to overlook that. But the game on Saturday is pretty pretty big too, so that will it'll be a fun week. Did you actually just say playing in Vadness is a good rink? Yeah. Uh, I like I like playing at Badness, yeah. No fan likes going to a game at Badness. No yeah, that's fan. my my parents hate going there too, but I think it's fun. <laughs> um Alexandra plays Sartell. Um again for the two three seed. I mm-hmm. think um that doesn't Sartell have the two seed locked up in this one? No, I think it's I think it's Alex. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> Horse of Peace, so this mm-hmm. is a good way to lock that up. Um, <laughs> then good spin. That in, say that again, Carl? Good good spin. Good spin, thank you. Um, why is that in Eden Prairie play on Thursday? I think this is a good test for both squads, I mm-hmm. think, right now. They're both playing good. Um, and then East Graham plays Alex on Saturday. That'll be a good game. That should be a good game. Okay, Tony. All right, we got uh, four pickums. We start off uh, with uh, Duluth East and Cloquet. I think I'm going to go with Cloquet in this one. Carl, how about you? You know, I was. We all picked Cloquet last time when we had this game of the pickum because we had Ryder on and we were picking against him. And now I was kind of getting tempted to pick Cloquet again until really this weekend when Cloquet struggled to beat Forest Lake and East kind of rolled over Elk River. So I'll go with the Hounds. Okay, how about you, Danny? Um, Carl, can you go off the list of teams that Duluth East has struggled with? Then two, okay. Some <laughs> 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 no, are the level of Forest Lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you mean they're worse than the five seed, the fifth seed in their section? <laughs> Your pick. On my pick, I'm going Cloquet. It's at the Lumber Dome. I'm going Cloquet. 
All right. Mike, your turn. Um, I'm going with the Luthies. I, I don't know. I think I think they're bouncing back. They'll they'll get going here. All right, you're third up next time, Mike, on this one. Egan Rosemount, Carl. Uh I think Rosemount's a somewhat more complete team and they've been playing well lately, so I'll stick with the Irish. All right, Danny, you saw Egan on Saturday? Yeah, but I still like Rosemount as being a more consistent team and kind of coming out in this one. All right, Mike. This is South Suburban. This is foreign territory for you. Uh, who do you got, Rosemont or Egan? I'm going to go with Egan. Uh, I don't know. Wildcats might be buzzing. All right. <laughs> like, I, I think I'm going to agree with you on that one. I'm going to go Egan just to kind of change it. I think Rosemont's probably the better team, but I think uh, Egan has a chance to kind of make a statement game here. So third game, Class A, South uh, St. Cloud Cathedral, Matamidi. Where is this game being played? Um, this game is getting played at Matamidi on Saturday. Okay. Uh, Danny, you get to go first. Um, I'm going to go with Cathedral. Every time I see them, they are just very impressive. Faster team, too, in this matchup. Without Nate Warner. Even without Nate Warner, they still gave Harmontown <laughs> overtime. So. I agree. I agree. I'm just throwing that, out, that fact out there. So, uh, Mike, you're next here. Um, um, second. I'm going to go with Cathedral, too. I know they got a lot of uh, skilled young players, and they got a good coach. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with them, too, on that one. Good shout-out there to Coach Brown. I'm going to go Cathedral as well. Carl, will you flip the script and pick Matamidi? Nah, I'll take Cathedral. <laughs> oh, we're going to throw a goocher down here. I don't. I know we're not going to gooch in this next game. Mike, you get to go first. Uh, Edina hosts Minnetonka. At Raymar. Um, I'm going to have to go with Edina on that one. All right. Well, we'll see how you uh, fare up on that one. I'm going to go Minnetonka, even though deep down I'm going to stick with the script here. I think Edina is going to win this one, and it's going to look exactly like last year's game. They're going to score five or six in the first period and make it ugly. But I will pick Minnetonka. Carl? Uh, You know, this – Edina, Minnetonka game seems to seesaw back and forth. Edina won the last one. I'm going to go with Tonka this time. Okay. And Danny. Yeah, Mike, did you guys split last year? Um. Yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 I'm going with the split this year. <laughs> <laughs> and is there any way we could convince you to change your pick to Tonka? You know, you have lost to them in the past, and they are um, three season I, I don't one think. Team. I don't think I'll actually change, but uh, I like, it'd be cool to hear what you guys got to say. <laughs> yeah. Give me your best shot here, Tony. Uh, I, hey, I I basically just picked Edina, but I'm, I got to stick with Edina. Why we'll you pick Edina? <laughs> I'm going to pick – I've talked myself into picking Edina. Why we'll you pick Edina? I'm taking Edina at home. I think Lockner's going to look better in this game. Yeah, well, he couldn't look worse last year, that's for sure. So. Well, in last game, he kind of looked shaky as well. Uh, you know, I, I just think Edina's a stronger team. I I I think you know Lidkey and Doctor are gonna um, bounce back. They're gonna kind of play take over the game. Yeah, three three periods, two two and a half periods of hockey out there. It's gonna be a great game. I, I it'll be a blast to see that one. That's for sure. So thanks, Mike, for joining us on today's show. Danny, Carl, um, to put together a great show again. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, Red and Black Leagues. Check out redandblackleagues.com on the website for a good spring and 
uh, fall hockey. Uh, huge shout-out to you, Mike, uh, for a great season. Good luck the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was fun being on here talking hockey. Love doing that. Thank you. <laughs> well, we had a blast. We'll see everybody around the rink. Looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater. When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me. My high school team, I was playing on the top three. Now my son is scoring piles. He 